Hallelujah. Turn over to Corinthians. Second Corinthians. Amen. Good to be house of the Lord. To know our names written in the Lamb Book of Life. Amen. Is this thing better than a handheld mic? That handheld word me death. Amen. Praise the Lord. I wasn't born in a hospital. I was born in a in post office. In his post office, I'm telling you the truth. Before our mail. Amen. So we didn't have all this technology. Uh, I can take you to the to the old house. There was a post office down on the Little River over in Allegheny County. Midwife took care of us. Praise the Lord. Second Corinthians, fifth chapter. Amen. God's been good to us. It's great to get old. Glory to God. You know you ain't got much longer. You'll be basking in the sunlight of Jesus. Praise the name of Jesus. Where the devil can't go. Second Corinthians in the fifth chapter and the fifteenth verse. Do pray for our throat. We've had some cold this week and throats give us a fit. Fifteenth verse. And that he died for all that they which live should not henceforth live unto themselves, but unto him which died for them and rose again. So Jesus didn't die in vain, glory to God. Jesus died that we wouldn't live to satisfy ourselves, but we'd satisfy that one that died for us, that we could have eternal life. We are indebted far above anything that we can even imagine today. When you and I are indebted for for our uh, our life, that Jesus died, that we could have life. If Jesus hadn't died for us, for whosoever will, we would have been like dogs and we would have been in hell. We wasn't anybody. The Gentiles wasn't anybody. The Jews didn't have anything to do with the Gentiles. But Jesus died for us and made us somebody. So how today can I boast on myself, glory to God? I've got to boast about Jesus. I've got to brag on Jesus. What? I just Jesus has done for us. And the 16th verse said, Wherefore, henceforth, know we no man after the flesh. Paul said, Therefore, I don't know any man after the flesh. Though we have known Christ after the flesh, yet now, henceforth, know we him 
no more than what he's saying. We don't know him anymore after the flesh, but he know him spiritually. And I thought about uh, today, if we're not careful, uh, we give place to the flesh. Uh, we recognize the flesh. We recognize the people we can see. And there's been a lot, a lot of people... <coughs> Help me along the way. There's been a lot of people prayed for me. There's been a lot of people come to me when I was down and discouraged and helped me get back up. But neighbor today, what I've got to know and recognize above it all, if there's any good things comes out of you, it's Jesus Christ. It's Jesus Christ. We're not our own. We're bought with a price. And when we today begin to recognize that we are Christ Jesus and the only reason we're alive today is Christ Jesus. I believe we'll begin to give God praise. Give God honor and glory for what He's done for us. And He said in the 17th verse, Therefore if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Honey, it's very uh, obvious to me, uh, glory to God, when you see a man come to church for a little while, a few days, a few weeks, and he goes and gets baptized. It proves to me that he's never put on the whole armor of God. He just put on a little bit. In his troubles, he come to the Lord. And when his troubles was taken care of, he went right back to where he's at to start with. Honey, I'm going to tell you, you can backslide on God, but the majority today are being led because of their trouble. They come to the Lord. I come to the Lord because I was in trouble. I couldn't walk. I couldn't get up. My home was falling apart. I come to the Lord because of my trouble. But I realized, glory to God, that I couldn't make it. I'd be back in trouble if I didn't stay in there for the Lord. Uh, Jesus Christ, God put my family back together. And neighbor, if I don't give him praise, honor, and glory, trouble can come to my house that I can't handle. Honey, we wonder why America is in the shape they're in today. They have professed to know the Lord. They've made a join to church and they've went down to the creek and are baptized. But I'm going to tell you something. Honey, Larry read it this morning. We forgot who our Redeemer is. We forgot who our heartbeat is. We forgot who redeemed us out of a devil's hell. We forgot God, who has rejuvenated us and made a new creature out of us. And the Bible plainly said that behold, all things become new. Old things are passed away and all, all things become new today. Glory to God. I don't need to look like I used to look. I don't need to act like I used to act. I need to act like a new creature, a Christ-like. I thought, glory to God, and I've looked around a tree and I see it happening. I see churches I, I want to look like the world, want to dress like the world. Glory to God, the world needs to be far from me. I don't need to be acting like the world, talking like the world, 
or playing in the things of the world. I don't need to be in my own pleasure. I need to be in the pleasure of Almighty God. Walking with God. Talking with God. Acting like God. And knowing that the whole seeing eye of Jesus Christ is on me every step that I take. He knows what I think. He knows what I say. He knows when I love you. And He knows when I'm aggravated. I'm glad there's nothing hid from God today. I'm glad of the whole seeing eye of Almighty God. Neighbor, what a price was paid. I thought we cry and we weep when our young ones are sick or when they're having problems. And we beg God, but God Almighty loved us enough till he sent his son to die on the cross to live 33 and a half years in this wicked world. A man that didn't know any sin, yet he took on sin for the sins of the world. Not that, not that he was a sinner, but he took on the sins of the world, mine and your sins, which were heavy. Paul said he was chiefest of sinners. And I believe today, if we realize we are chiefest of sinners, amen, we deserve every bad thing that comes our way. Only God daily loads us with benefits. And he said in the First, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given us to us the ministry of reconciliation. That's what I want to preach on today. And I don't believe that God only gave uh, the ministry of reconciliation to Paul, but God gave to every one of us the ministry of reconciliation. If you've been saved by the grace of God, your testimony is a ministry of reconciliation. Your testimony. I jotted down a very brief definition of reconciliation. And it says, to call back into union. That's reconciliation. To call back into union. When you're separated, if me and Justin separated, reconciliation is when Justin and I come back to unity in Christ. And honey, I'm going to tell you, Jesus Christ, come glory to God to save the Jews and the Jews wouldn't listen and he came to the Gentiles and he reconciled us Gentiles because he loved us. Honey, I can come to you and ask you to forgive me if you don't want to forgive me. That's not up to me. That's as far as I can go. But can I tell you something? When I come to Jesus, He did reconcile me. He forgave me of all of my cursing, all of my sins, and all of the things that I did. He said to call back unto union, to restore 
friendship and brotherhood. That was the most simple definition that I could get out of Webster's Dictionary to call us back into fellowship of one with another. And I believe from the depths of my heart we preached that Wednesday night that the fellowship with Jesus. And I believe the fellowship in our churches today is the farthest apart that I've ever seen it. We need fellowship one with another. We need love one with another and I thought about our minds are so tangled up so tangled up with the things of this world we'll read a little bit of Facebook and we'll, we'll look on Google and we believe all of that far above what we believe in the word of God depression and oppression comes down on us but God said I'm bigger than your troubles I'll take care of you we need to believe the Word of God. There's nothing in this world that can overtake me if I stand up for Jesus. There's no sickness. There's no bill. There's no depression. There's no law that can overtake me. There's no addiction. No drug habits. Amen. Nothing that I've ever laid down for God can overtake me if I hold fast to Jesus. I need to hold to the unchanging hand of God. And how do I do that? Is grab the Word of God and stick with the Word of God. I'm going to tell you, oh, we let our conscience, we let our feelings, we let what we think get so far ahead of us till we miss the blessings of Almighty God. We got a big God today. I thought coming down the road Next month, I was in a funeral a year ago. Next month, I was in a funeral and I'd had voice problems. Miss Blevins' funeral and my voice just totally went away. Had no idea I had cancer. I'm going to tell you, they said, said it's probably late there dormant. You may have a cancer in you today. Beg God to keep it dormant. Beg God to keep it from hindering your body. This last year has been one of the hardest, hardest for me to preach that it's ever been since God saved my soul in 1968. I preached a little ever since 1968. So I'm just preaching a little now. So I'm just going to preach a little more. Glory to God. In 19, what is this? 23? I'm having so much fun that the years are passing so fast. Somebody told me the other day it's August, and I thought I was still in June. Praise the Lord, waiting on my vacation to get out of glory. There's some happiness in serving God. We, we, uh, uh, I remember Jack, Jack Moore, 13 years that he didn't have a voice, had a voice box, and I'm better off than he was. But when he sang, everybody be happy over there. And he bounced, amen, and little short legs. And he got a little taste of heaven. Whatever your problem is today, get a little taste of heaven. Get a little joy of what Jesus give us. Joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
never forget old Louisville Cross and he, he couldn't talk plain but when he'd stand up he always quoted the scripture in Peter joy unspeakable and full of glory and when he'd say that the spirit of God every service I ever been in with him the spirit of God would move and I'd feel a little bit of the joy of almighty God I'm going to tell you honey if we've got the ministry of reconciliation of trying to change somebody from a sinner to a glorious child of God the ministry of reconciliation we're not all preachers we're not all teachers we're not all singers but if we've been born again we're all testifiers of the goodness of almighty God honey I don't care what job you're on I don't care where you're or what people you're around. Honey, God will open a door for you to give your testimony to somebody. It may be short. It may not be the whole testimony, but it be a little of what God wants. Honey, it don't take much to plant one seed, one little seed. Amen. And it comes up and there's a whole stalk of corn and there's a, a ear of corn here. Some even have three ears of corn. And there's hundreds of grains of seed on that one stalk because somebody planted one seed. Honey, plant that one seed wherever you are. I thought one of the greatest testimonies I felt that I had when I was somewhere where I was around people to ask God to bless my food, to bless my food. People see that. Today, I look. And I see a man or a woman, a boy or a girl, asking God to bless their food. Stirs my soul. Sometimes I'll even mention to them, boy, it makes it better. Amen. He makes it better. You know, God has had his hand on your food. I eat some stuff in foreign country. We've laughed about it many times. I ate a meat pie in Jamaica. Lord God in heaven only knows what it was but I asked God's blessings on it amen and he took care of it now you put the sir the other day when Jerry Sawyer's combined what he mentioned and I said Beagle's my favorite dog I've told it time and time again Gene Webb's passed on now but he was a little bit peculiar he said I'm not going to eat that on the airplane it's two old hunks of beef he said, it's probably a dog. And I said, I hope it's Beagle. That's my favorite dog. I said, give it to me. And I eat it. And that's been, that was 1975. Jerry Sawyer's come in a cafe last Friday. And he remembered that. Hoped it was Beagle. I got my meal. And I got Gene Webb's meal. And God blessed it all. And I'm still alive, amen. So if we'll ask God's blessings on our life, God can use us. It can be a testimony. I remember they all wanted to dress alike. I never did want to dress like everybody else. And they got a blue and white shirt. And we got, we come out of the plane, and they said, y'all all are dressed alike. I said, what are y'all doing? I said, ma'am, we just got out of prison <laughs> to the stewardess. Jack Saul was proud. He was proud. But we just, we have just got out of prison. 
I was in bondage to sin. I couldn't get loose. Only I've just got out of prison. 55 years ago, I got out of prison. I found my life going back into prison a few times. Honey, I found my life wasn't as free as God had set me free. Sickness will bind you. Trouble will bind you. Children will bind you. Honey, we need to get back loose and let God, amen, bless our soul and take care of our every need. Boy, it's good to be a Christian today. The ministry of reconciliation. Is there anybody here? The only way you're here and don't have a ministry of reconciliation is because you've never been born again. You may not have used your ministry of reconciliation, but you've got it. If you've been born again, you need to use it. The Bible said, with a mouth confession is made unto salvation. With the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. We talked about it, knocked on doors and been asked to leave and not been welcoming. I remember one, and he died just a couple of years ago, three years ago. He said, if I was going to come to church, I'd just soon come to yours as any, anybody's, but I'm not ready to go. You may not be ready to die, but you're going to die. You're going to die. You need to get the ministry of reconciliation and wake it up in our mortal bodies and be happy and have faith believing that God can use our testimony. God can use what He's given us. Let me go back to 18. And He said, All things are of God who hath reconciled Christ reconciled or changed us or brought us into unity with the Holy Ghost, power of God. said He reconciled us to Himself. He made us one. Christ, we are one. There's a scripture, and I think I jotted it down. I don't know. But it said, They that are sanctified and they that sanctify are one. So the Holy Ghost and Jesus and us and God, we are one. We are one. Reconciled into the body of Christ. Reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. I don't believe that was just give to Paul. I believe that's give to us. I look back through life. I look back through life. And I remember Johnny Freeman's daddy, James. James's testimony, and he was a preacher, but James's testimony was stronger in the nursing home than I'd ever seen it all the years I know him. I heard him preach. I worked with him. I'd been around him. But his testimony, I believe, was stronger and got the people. Are we going to have to get to the nursing home to realize what God has done for us? What God has done for us. I preached an open door there the other day and, and how, how dull it is to come up to a door that you can see through. And there's a great gulf fix that you can't go in. You can't get in to the pearly gates of heaven. Think about that, church. 
There's coming an end. There's coming a judgment. Let me I'll go over into Matthew. Some, some scripture. Matthew 5. I want you to read this. Matthew 5, 23 and 24. It's the word of God. Matthew, you got a good name, my brother. You got a good name. Amen. 23rd verse of the 5th chapter of Matthew. <clears throat> Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and the Bible said, present our bodies a living sacrifice. That's the gift. Present our bodies a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto God. This is our reasonable service. Matthew says, Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and thou rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there, get this, this is Bible, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. Neighbors, that's the word of God. If I come down to the altar, and I remember that I have aught, or my brother has aught against me, the Bible said for me to leave my gift. It ain't no good for me to bring my gift and pray over my gift if I got all in my heart. If I can't talk to my brother, our grandpa, Butch's, Butch's grandpa, and his brother went to the graves not speaking. And grandpa was buried on one side of the road, and grandpa's brother was buried on the other side of the road. But the whole deal, grandpa's daddy gave all the land for the cemetery. And then we come up as children. God gave his son that we could have life for you. And then I have all and won't speak to Jamie. Don't like him. I ain't going to have nothing to do with Roger. Come on, church. I'm going to tell you what the Word of God said. You're wasting your time at the altar. Amen. If you got all in your heart. Let me say that again. We're wasting our time at the altar if we got aught in our heart against our brother. There's not a one of us that ain't been angry with our brother or sister. But neighbor, we've got to get rid of it. We have to work on it. We have to move upon our feelings, our, our hurt. Can you imagine how Jesus felt when they spit on him? When they made fun of him, when they said, Others you could save, you can't even bring yourself down off the cross. You can't even take care of yourself. I've thought about in old age, in old age, you know, you can't, I can't, I can't drive no more at night. I can't see. Absolutely can't see. I'm dangerous, been dangerous for years. Amen. But you just got to accept it. It makes me mad when Janet says, you can't drive. And she says, yeah, you about run off the road. You scare me to death. It aggravates me. But neighbor, can I tell you something? I've got to forgive her because she's right. She's right. I don't need to be driving at night. Very little in the daytime. But praise the Lord. 
Praise the Lord for what little we can see. How easy it is for all to come up in our heart. The Bible said the love of money is the root of all evil. And if anything will stir a man's heart, you owe him money and won't pay him. The bank will come get you. The power company will turn your lights off. They'll repossess your car. Take your house away from you. All for the love of money. Think about it. Think about it. And we sit down because we don't like somebody and lose the joy of the Lord. You know, David done a lot of simple things, simple things, and he lost the joy of the Lord. I believe if a miracle would come back, get their mind off of Trump and Biden, and get their mind on God, God will move the evil and put a good in. Amen. Amen. I believe that from the depths, depths of my heart. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. They should be one of the greatest things that mankind could possess today is a, a testimony, a ministry of reconcile, a ministry of giving somebody something that will help their life. You know, if every one of us old drunks was excited about giving somebody Jesus as we was to get somebody on alcohol or drugs, then we'd be a great, better Christian, a great, great, greater Christian. The 19th verse said, To wit or to know that God was in Christ. <clears throat> we know or to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself not imputing their trespasses or not holding it against us, their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Honey, we've got the word of change from fleshly body and the fleshly thoughts that we're in. We've got the word to change us to a spiritual man. We've got the words to change us from an old fleshly, a noble that was dying and going to hell till we are a reconciled unto unholy as somebody with a ministry of reconciliation. Glory to God. We need to realize that. And I thought about where he said he's reconciling the world. The Lord, when he said, the grace of God has been to everybody. The grace of God that bringeth salvation has been to everybody. And you know, I was laying there in bed thinking about in Peter where Jesus went into the center of the earth and he preached to those that didn't know grace. Those that come up under the law and hadn't heard grace, didn't know about Jesus, heard about him going, going to come, but they didn't know Jesus. And he went into the, the center of the
the earth. And he preached to them that were bound. And you know, I'm sure all of them didn't accept it. But those that accepted it had grace just like you and I have grace today. How great it is to have the ministry of reconciliation. Have you talked to somebody this past week? Have you let somebody know? I'm going to tell you. You don't have to know nothing or to say nothing much. Just go into a rest home. Go into a rest home. There'll be an old lady or an old man reaching out wanting to take your hand. The last time I was over to visit Debbie, the one we've requested prayer for, passed away Saturday morning around 1 o'clock. And there's an old lady just holding out her hand. You can take her. It's up to you. You can take her with your hand and talk to her a little bit. It may not make sense to you, but talk to her a little bit. Tell her about Jesus. Tell her you love her. Hey, it may be you sitting in that wheelchair with your hand held out. Think about it, church. Hey, we ain't we ain't exempt from the troubles of this whole world. I'm not exempt from the hospice house. I'm not exempt from cancer and a heart attack. But glory to God, I'm exempt from hell if I'll hang on to Jesus. Amen. I got some more scripture we need we need to read. I tell you what, when y'all get tired of my voice, it's the best I got. Let me know and I'll get out of the way. But I guess till then or God tells me I'm gonna keep trying. It's all I know to do. Ephesians 2. Ephesians 2. Fifteen and sixteen. Having abolished or abolished is done away with. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in our ordinances, for to make in himself of twain one new man so making peace. Listen to this 16th verse. And that he might reconcile both unto God, those that were under the law, those that were Jews, those that were Gentiles. He said to reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the entity thereby. He reconciled us to God and and slain the enemy, the enemy of flesh, Satan. This flesh is of Satan and Satan controls this flesh. But Jesus inside of us pushes this flesh aside and we can continue for God. Colossians 1, Colossians 1, 20 and 21. And having made peace through the blood of the cross. Hmm. I could preach a month right there. Having made peace through the blood of the cross. By him to reconcile all things unto himself. By him I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. I sit down. And how quick we think our little kids, we think our little kids don't learn. 
little little Riley's cold and slow boy, three three years old. He come, he said, Papa, I want to read the Bible. And he ain't never been to the church that I know of. Can't get them here. But I'd read him a few verses the other day, and I'd read three words and let him repeat it. And he said, and I, I did the verse I read didn't say God, but he said, and God. And then he said, in heaven. And he said, that's where my mama's at. Three years old. You think our little kids don't understand? Shame on us to not understand that we're just passing through. That we've exalted ourselves to think that we are somebody. That we are doing such a great work. Honey, it's a privilege that God's called me into the ministry of reconciliation. Oh, glory to God. Church, it's a privilege that God has called you in to the ministry of reconciliation. That he gave you something clean to talk about. Something holy to talk about. Something everlasting to talk about. The Holy Ghost power of God. What a privilege it is to be called into the ministry of reconciliation. How are you called into the ministry of reconciliation? Just be born again. Give your life to Jesus. Then you got a testimony. When you come through surgery with cancer, you can tell somebody that God done it. When the blood pressure's been out the roof and it drops back, God touched it. Amen. When you should have died, he said, Bill, you should have died with the blood clot. I say, but God, but God. And here I am. Jenny mentioned it to me this morning. Three years after a heart attack. They should have killed me. Still going. Amen. Bless the Lord. Amen. But God, about it, Roger, said you'd never, never come out of there. Go ahead and make arrangements. He's done. As bad as my eyes is, I see him. I know he's there. It's a, a ministry of reconciliation. How great it is. How great it is. How many times you young fellas have just barely missed death. Matthew, in one word, if you'd have died when you was in sin, where would you have been? What did he say? Hell, you go get drunk one time and die in that shape. You've turned away from the ministry of reconciliation and went back to the old man. Amen. Hell will be your home. Think about it, church. This thing is serious. This thing is serious today. Let me read. I'm just about done. I got a couple more places. Hebrew, Larry. Larry always likes Hebrew. He don't like for us to, he don't like for us to preach and leave our Hebrew, Amen. So Hebrews two and eleven, right there it is. That's what I just quoted. For both he that sanctifieth and they that are sanctified have all of one. 
for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. He's not ashamed to call them brethren. Let's read this one more time. That should be, uh, Christ is not ashamed to call us brethren because we've been reconciled. We're not in the old fleshly body. We're children of God. For both he that sanctifieth, which is Christ, and they that are sanctified, that's us, that are sanctified by Christ, are all of one, for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren. Turn over to Romans and I'll quit. Romans chapter 5. Bless God. Uh, chapter 5, about 9. Let's go to eight. It's Butch's favorite verse. Eight first. But God commendeth his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And the ninth verse said, Much more then, being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled. Can I tell you, we were enemies of the cross that 10th verse for if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son much more being reconciled we shall be saved by his life we shall be saved because he resurrected because of his life it'll do us good to read that one more time. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. May God add a blessing to the reading of his holy word. I thank him. I thank my Lord today that we're ministers of reconciliation that we're not the old man. I, I think back sometimes, I think back on, on some days when I didn't testify like I should have testified. I think back on some days at work. I was thinking about it this, this week. When the job's going hard and things, things is falling apart, You got five or six men out there working. That's the very time that God can really use the ministry of reconciliation. Anybody can pitch a fit. Anybody can talk about somebody else. Anybody can tell dirty jokes. But I'm going to tell you, just anybody can't serve God. Let me say that again. Just anybody can't serve God. Because we won't get our feelings out of the way. We won't let God have full control. We won't 
minister. We won't minister to what God has done for us. I can promise all of you, I'm a walking miracle. I'm a little one-sided, but I'm a talking miracle. Praise God. A talking miracle. God's been good to me. Her doctor says my things ain't going right. It's like I tell Henry every time you turn around. I don't know nobody 82 years old. Everything's doing just like it's supposed to. Mine's letting me preach and let me eat gravy and biscuit when I want it. And the rest of it, I ain't going to worry about it. I've been reconciled by the blood of the Lamb. Think about it. Kenneth, there ain't nothing like the peace of God. We can have a good time and catch a long bass. Shoot a big horn deer. But there ain't nothing like the peace of God. There's all kind of confusion in Low Gap last night. People screaming, fighting, hollering. I went to bed, thought that he even come to my house. I didn't even know he was there. I woke up five o'clock this morning. I slept like a baby. They can kill each other if they want to. I gotta have a little rest. <laughs> Amen. There's peace in Jesus. There's peace. The world is fighting on every hand. Praise the Lord, he wasn't mine this time, but Neighbors fighting, scratching, carrying on. God's peace passes all understanding. If you've not recognized you are, you are. I didn't read that other verse. Ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador in a foreign country. Ambassador is in a foreign place, but they put his flag, American flag, or whatever country he's ambassador for, and they put his flag outside the embassy, and he's there to keep peace. The ambassador is there to help us. And Christ said, we are ambassadors for the Lord. There's something required of me. You may think I'm not getting a payday right now, but you had breakfast this morning if you wanted. You had a roof over your head, a car to drive. Oh, how we've been blessed. Oh, how we've been blessed. While it's on my heart, pray for Dale Cable. I think this week he's in Cuba. Uh, you're dreading two weeks down there. Just pray. It's different, different, different. All on the mission fields. Here in America, on the mission fields. The prisons and nursing homes. Our churches need reviving. Hail just around the corner for somebody. If you will stand.